Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is a man who begs for Booger McFarlane and Mike Williams to clean his clock. I am, of course, talking about one Mr. Frisco Josh Hermsmeyer. This Sunday, two men with zero combined career DFS earnings will square off in the ultimate head-to-head GPP challenge. If I win, the challenge lives for at least two more weeks. If not, it all comes to a crashing halt. This matchup has it all. It's the buy-low model versus the buy-high model. It's a man of science. Let's be honest, though, guys. This analytics nerd has zero shot. This is his first time with skin in the game in his entire life. He's going to try to tell you that he's playing Julio Jones this week because he's in the buy low model. But we all know he's playing him because the Bucks are a funnel defense. Does Frisco Josh even know that you can't hit submit on a lineup without putting a defense in? This is a guy who got laughed out of the wine industry, and now he's going to get laughed out of the DFS one, too. Getting money from DraftKings, I've heard it's nice, but getting some of those Frisco Josh bucks, I honestly can't think of anything sweeter. Imagine being the guy at the 538 water cooler that lost a DFS contest to Peter Overset. What a tough scene that'll be. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the week 12 edition of the Bankroll Challenge. The haters are saying it's the last week of the challenge, but little do they know, I have a man in my corner today, 
a man that can help me save this bankroll challenge. Help me get inside the mind of the fellow projection analytics nerd that I am squaring off against this week in a head-to-head GPP challenge for my remaining $100. It's none other than Mr. Truly Blitzed himself, Derek Cardi. I am very happy to be here. And if we win this week, we are celebrating because I know it's been a rough week or a rough year for you, but uh, it's happening. This week, it is happening. You are winning. I'm in your corner. That's it. Like, this is the week. This That's is it. And you are, did I hear you are in Boca Raton right now at the King of the Beach? Boca Raton sounds like a retirement community. I'm in Miami at King of the Beach. I don't know what Boca Raton is. Oh, see, when I Googled it, the uh, the details on the DraftKings thing said Boca Raton, but maybe their PR guy was like, oh, everyone thinks we're going down to play bocce ball. We need to switch this up. I mean, that's probably what they did, honestly, so that people don't – I mean, let's be honest. Derek Hardy's here. You don't want everyone mobbing it, like trying to get autographs and photos. So, I mean, probably they just gave the wrong address. Yeah, do you have guys down there like trying to get you to sign their abacuses and stuff? Oh, I'm trying to sign their abs. Yes, all the time. <laughs> oh my goodness. See, well, here's the deal. See, in your you're a plus one down at King of the Hill. If we win this, you're gonna be my plus one. I'll take you to the French Riviera. How does that sound? That sounds amazing, Pete. Let's do it. Okay. So just to table set a little bit here, if for some reason you've been living under a rock, you don't know what's going on with the challenge this week. Uh, I am playing in a large field head-to-head GPP this week instead of the spy. I was down in Mexico, Frisco Josh, aka Josh Hermsmeyer, aka I work for 538.com challenged me for my last $100. I said, I could not pass this up. As you guys know, Josh Hermsmeyer does not play DFS. He famously rebuffs all the bros on Twitter who ask him to put skin in the game, but he finally found a bro he could not say no to. So Derek, I've been talking to you about a little bit of how this is going down today. I want to walk through, basically there's three things I want to do. I want to tell you some plays that I'm going to play no matter what you say. I'm also going to tell you some plays I think Josh is going to play and we can maybe talk about do we, how do we exploit that? How do we leverage that? And number three, I, of course, want to pull up the blitz. I want to see how do we fill out the rest of this lineup after we get my plays, the exploit Josh plays, and then we get the Derek Cardi hammer coming in with the blitz optimal. How does Boom. that sound? That sounds great to me. Let's fucking do it. Okay, actually, Am I allowed speak- to curse? I just curse. Am I allowed to? I can curse on this show, right? So normally they tell me if I curse, I have to bleep it out in post-production. Uh, so I normally weigh that calculus. Uh, so I think you might have just made Simon or Devin uh, have to spend a little extra time on their Friday evening censoring. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> I will be more discriminating about my curses from now on. But that does remind me, speaking of Smash, um, so between you and me, guys, Roto-Grinders has reached out to me and they said, Peter, you're screwing around too much. And we are withholding your paycheck until you get 100 likes on this YouTube video. Okay, so if you want me to eat, if you don't want me to be rice and beans, Pete, uh, top ramen noodles in Mexico, Pete, you will hit the like button right now. I am going to take a second. I will boycott going through with the rest of the show. Are we going to waste Derek Cardi's time while we wait for these likes? I'm an Are important you man? What do, What do you got on tap for the rest of the night? A lot of drinking, which is what I've been doing all day. So, I mean, do you really want to take me away from that? I don't know. Hit the like button if you want to keep me here. 
Because I will tell you this right now, guys, normally the Blitz Optimal is under lock and key. You are going to get some sneak peeks of it today via screenshot. You see this? Ooh, that's the Blitz. Oh, you want to see more of it? You hit the like button right now. That's the rule. Devin, how are we doing on the likes? All right. Here we go. Okay. All right. Keep smashing it. Keep All smashing right. it. Keep going, guys. Okay. So, Derek, let's get the elephant out of the room. I'm playing Patrick Laird this week. Do we have to talk about it first? I was hoping we kind of like build up to it. It's like when you want to talk your girl into like trying something really freaky, you got to just kind of like, you know, you know what? Maybe this is the wrong train of thought. Um, no, keep going. This is good. First. This is good. Uh, no, see, here's the thing. All right. I'm going to make, I'm going to make, and we all have fun. I'm going to make my honest case for Patrick Laird. And you can tell me where I'm going wrong. Patrick Laird is 3,400. He had six catches last week. His snaps doubled from the week before. Kalen Balaj. Like 25%. Let me, Sorry, go, continue, continue. Let I me finish. I, no, I agree. He went from 11% snaps to 22%. I will, I will <laughs> not deny that. Okay. Um, Kalen Balaj is, his, he sucks, Derek. He sucks so bad. Okay. Cleveland is 10 and a half point favorites. Okay, we even you have to admit they are going to be in a negative game script. Okay, Patrick Laird is better and he's going to catch passes and they are expanding his role rapidly at 3,400. How does he not hit value? Uh oh, my take was so hot that Derek froze. Did he freeze, Devin? Okay, well, uh, I like this. He just he couldn't handle the Patrick Laird take, and frankly, if uh, if Derek Cardi isn't here to disagree, I guess we're about to lock button. Oh, I started typing in Cardi into here. Um, we are going to type in Patrick Laird. Imagine not playing Patrick Laird this week. I actually want to see if Tuttle has updated his ownership projection here. Nope, they still have him at one percent. You guys are going to eat so much crow on these ownership projections right now. So much crow. Oh my goodness. We lost Cardi. Poor Cardi. This is what, this is what the karmic gods do to you. You come after Patrick Laird. They say no more internet, no more internet. Let's go to the, let's go to the chat here. What do we got? What do we got? Uh, Kyle Murray says he's not frozen. He's just drunk. So he's lagging a bit. Um, what do we got here? Take was so hot. It fried the cables. I agree. Oh, Josh Hermsmeyer, Josh Hermsmeyer in the chat, the Laird witch. Look at Josh Hermsmeyer. He's so scared. So Josh has an hour and 45 minutes left to tweak his lineup. He's coming in here because he knows he has to get Intel to make a better lineup. He has no faith in his current lineup. And I want to say something right now about this thing with Josh. People are telling me just to play the Blitz Optimal, play it safe. No, no, I don't want to just beat Josh Hermsmeyer, okay? I want to embarrass him. I want Nate Silver to call him into his office on Monday morning and say, Josh, you are too big of an embarrassment to our organization to continue to pay you money. That's how bad I want to beat Josh Hermsmeyer. Do you know what I call him? I call him Josh Germsmeyer. Okay. I was in Mexico City with him. This guy's coughing with his without his hands over his mouth. He's going to the bathroom and not washing his hands. Next time you see him on Twitter, 
You call him Josh Germsmeyer because I've seen it with my own two eyes. It looks like we really lost Cardi, and I could only go off on roast rants for uh, for so long. Anyone have a question in the chat for me? Oh, actually, I don't. I don't need you guys. All right, I will tell you what I'm drinking. I have a nice bottle of vintage. Wait, do we got Cardi back? I don't know what just happened. Um, the Wi-Fi crapped out. The hotel Wi-Fi. I'm working on trying to get a better connection. I got my tech guru in here trying to make things happen. Um, I see you're drinking wine, so it must be okay. Yeah, I was just showing the people here. We got a, a Josh wine. It's a cheap bottle of wine with a cheap name. And uh, as I said on Twitter, I'm about to drink Josh's milkshake. Okay, Cardi, that's where we're at. I wish I had the same bottle. I Do you know what I call you? I call you Cardi B because you're Cardi back. We're back, baby. Hell yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, we were talking about Patrick Laird, but I'm assuming we finished that and we can just move on. Yep. No, we locked him in. Um, you wait, wait, wait. To uh, did, we, did we really do that though? Because I feel like that's not the right thing to do. I will give you the floor to talk about Patrick Laird because will you say Bellage is popping in your optimals or at least he was earlier this week? Bellage is in some lineups. I don't love the thought of it. I can understand the process and I can understand why Josh is probably going to play him. Like he got 80% of the carries last week. He got 14% of the targets. He's on the Dolphins, so he's bad. Um, but running backs are running back talent is like very relative. Like the difference between the, the best and the worst running backs is like, it's like this. It's like, it's not that big. I can see it. Um, I can see the, I can see the Bellage play, but Laird, Laird doesn't even get the volume. Like he got some, he got like, you know, double the snaps last week. He got 22% of the snaps. He got some targets. He got like 11% of the carries. Like, are we really going to play this guy? We are. We are. I uh, just pulled up the highlights here so the chat can watch this grown ass man. Look at the Miami Dolphins, all caps. Patrick Laird will not be denied. And I, Cardi, will not be denied i i legitimately don't think he's a bad play at 3400 don't you think i should be jamming in some studs so i can get in other studs well in an ideal world yes but classifying patrick laird as a stud might be a small overstatement okay well let's pivot here we got we got germs meyer in the chat here he says balage is locked in okay so this is a leverage play all right they get down Patrick Laird is catching all the passes. Balaj is riding the pine. How is this not the perfect leverage play? I mean, Balaj and Laird got the exact same number of targets last week. And Balaj got like eight times the carries. But the tides are changing. The tides <laughs> are here. Okay, I'll give you, um, if you were to punt, I'm not changing it, but if you were to punt down in this 3,500 range to get access to some of the higher salary guys, who would be your punt du jour? God, it is so gross down there. I don't know about running back, but there's a 3,500 tight end who if you really want to squint and throw up in your mouth a little bit and then swallow it again, Caden Smith is uh, is 3,500. No, he's 2,500. He's 2,500, even Cardi, better. you are so blitzed. Do you want to know how I know you're blitzed? Because I've been searching for Caden Smith in the blitz, and he's not even here. Yeah, Where he's is not- he? He's not great. Uh, th- there's there's users who have some tech issues. So if a guy projects for under seven points, he doesn't get projected. There's a link you can click. You can see his projection. I'm going to click it. It's probably like four points, um, but he's 2,500 apparently. 
That's right. My thought is I lock button Patrick Laird, Caden Smith, and then I log out because I already won. All right. So before we before we lock button in Patrick Laird and Caden Smith, I need you to describe to me what the ideal head-to-head GPP strategy is. Like you know, it seems sort of what Josh is going to do a little bit. Are you trying to be completely different from what he's doing? Are you trying to block? Like what's the what's the move here? I thought I explained. Oh, actually, it was on a rant while you were frozen. So you didn't get to hear. My goal is to embarrass Josh. It is not just to beat him. (laughs) It is to make him retire from DFS forever. Do you guys want to know how low rent this bullshit is from Hermsmeyer? He's using his friend, Josh ADH's, I can't even talk, his handle, TexAG Josh. He doesn't even have a DraftKings handle. How, How can I lose to this, Cardi? Don't say by playing Patrick Laird. So, I mean, here's the thing. Like, if your goal is to embarrass Josh, there's no better way to embarrass him than by winning with Patrick Laird and Caden Smith. If you lose the Patrick Laird and Caden Smith, you are going to straight up hate yourself for the rest of your life. So you get I it. can't argue with that logic. Okay, so we – hang on. I'm, I'm telling you right now, we are moving on from Patrick Laird. He is literally a lock button. But I do want to talk about Caden Smith. Let's talk about Caden Smith – versus some of these other punt tight ends. I'll tell you right now, I think Hermsmeyer's playing Gasecki. 3,400. He's in the buy low model. But I like Vance McDonald at 3,500, but I also like Caden Smith. Where do you go here? I'll take Vance McDonald for sure. With with Juju out, with probably Deontay Johnson out, I think Vance McDonald at 3,500 is a very strong value play. I would easily take him for the second. Okay. Um, Even... uh, but if we were to build this and say we just happen to need an extra $1,000, you could do worse than Caden Smith? It would take a lot, but you could – I mean, it depends how much volume you're going to give him. Like, we don't know what he's going to get. If he gets 20% of the targets, he's an amazing play. If he gets 5% of the targets because he's terrible, he's a terrible play. So, like, right. what's he going to get? That, that's the thing. Um, okay. And it looks like Sterling Shepard came out of the concussion protocol, so that's going to take some targets away. I, I think he's a thin play. I do, but he's their, you know, he's going to be their number one tight end. So who the hell knows? Okay. Because I do actually just want to pull behind the curtain, the blitz, you have to be updating this for all this kind of new stuff. And yet I know you're here drinking in Miami. Literally tell me, are you just running to your laptop every now and again to, you know, redo the projections? Show us how the sausage gets made here on vacation week. I mean, it's a balancing act. Like, you don't want to be trying to do this when you're drunk, obviously, because you want the best projections out there for people. But you're in Miami. You're here for the king of the beach. You're not going to not get drunk. So you got to balance it. you got to be like, okay, I'm going to drink from 11 to 3 and then hard stop and then get sober from 3 to 5 and then do blitz stuff and then 6 o'clock start drinking again. You know, it's, it's like a, it's a balancing act. You really got to really be careful about it. Do you know what else sounds like a balancing act? Playing Patrick Laird so you can also get in Michael Thomas. It's funny how that oh, works my, in life. Now you say Michael Thomas, so I'm okay with this because you you told me earlier that you think that Josh is going to play Julio Jones. I do. And, and I think if you're playing Julio Jones at the expense of Michael Thomas, that is a massive mistake. So I, I'm on board with Michael Thomas. Because I'm really worried about Julio Jones' ownership in this contest. I think it's going to get out of hand. I think it could reach 100%. 100%. Honestly, right. I think it yeah, could reach 100%. Too. So 
what do we do though? Like Julio's in a smash spot. Are you saying points per dollar? You like Michael Thomas better? Uh, I like Michael Thomas better point per dollar. I like him better overall. I like him better to hang out with as a friend. I like Michael Thomas better for everything. Okay. Look, I love this because it's tearing at the seams of Josh's brand. This guy has a roto wear shirt that says never Julio. Okay. We are going to make him wear that shirt unironically after this week. Um, I've got a good Julio stat for you. Since okay. week since week three, Julio Jones has more fumbles than he has touchdowns. Why would we want to play Julio Jones? I mean, I don't get it. He's okay. He's good. Michael Thomas is a stud. Michael Thomas is a stone cold lock. But what do you say, Cardi, when I log into lineup HQ? And I see all these beautiful colored dots and sticky notes all over Julio Jones. You play him in GPP. You play him in cash. I'm surprised they don't have a tag that says you play him in head-to-head GPPs. (laughs) And then I only see just one sad little purple GPP dot for Michael Thomas. But you're telling me I can play him. You know what I say? I probably shouldn't say it. Say it. Say it. it. I'm going to say it anyway. Say it. A bunch of donkey, bunch of donkey doo doo. Thomas instead of Julio Jones. Like Julio Jones is great this week. Like you look at the blitz, he's great. He's like a top three or four point per dollar play. But number one is Michael Thomas. Point per dollar, overall points, everything. When Michael Thomas is at home, you do not fade him. That is the one hard and fast rule in DFS. You don't do it. Okay. Well, I have, I have two follow-up questions on the Michael Thomas because I'm, I'm with you. I'm very uh, ready and willing to play Michael Thomas. I also really like Alvin Kamara. Can we play I both do. of them? And number yes. two, does this mean we leverage Hermsmeyer in two ways? We play the better alpha play in Michael Thomas and we jam in Calvin Ridley. What do you think of that? So I, I like it. First, I love Thomas. I love Kamara. I'm more of a Russell Gage guy this week than Calvin Ridley, but I think Russell Gage is the play over Julio. He's 3,800. He's getting enough of the targets in the slot. He's getting can be like a 15% target share guy. We obviously love the Falcons. Like, you know, Josh knows it. You know it. We know it. It's a pass funnel. It's a pass funnel against the Bucks. Pass funnels really don't exist, guys. I'm just playing a bit here. But um, hey, Cardi, hey, Cardi, it's a bad pass defense. Russell Gage is way too cheap. Hey, Cardi, we never admit when we're doing a bit. Okay, learn how to commit and don't bad. Sorry, you're you're bad. It is your bad. Okay, but no, we might need the salary, though, of Russell Gage. But so do you do you think we got to figure out what we're doing with this lineup? But if we get in Kamara, can we also afford Ridley? Or do you think that we do need Gage? I just want to leverage Julio somehow. Maybe that's Brian Hill. I just I need to leverage it. So here here's the deal with Brian Hill. You don't know exactly what Josh is going to play, but Josh is going to play Brian Hill. Je- Brian Hill fills every checkbox for Josh right now. He is the ultimate buy low guy because he was chalk last week and he sucked. He is the ultimate defenses don't matter guy because he's facing the Buccaneers. Josh is going to play Brian Hill. I don't mind playing Brian Hill also because I think the volume justifies it at his price. Um, so I think he's a guy we should talk about and circle back to. Personally, I think the value on Gage is better than the value on Britain. Okay. I think I'm inclined to agree with you there. Let's just for now, let's just put in Gage because I'm going to think, and let's put in Kamara too. How about just so we really see. I like Kamara. 
I well, I know you do because I, I check out the Blitz every week, uh, and you are generally above market on the Saints. Would you say that's true? When they're at home, that is 100% true, and uh, it leads to profit because people are too low on the Saints when they're at home. They are an elite offense. They have elite talent. They have an elite offensive line. They have an elite play caller. They play at home in a dome, which is the most underrated thing in DFS, and uh, people don't play them enough when they're at home. Okay. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, so as far as, first of all, in this head-to-head GPP contest, would you be playing – a running back in the flex or a wide receiver in the flex? So we know Josh is playing Laird or Balage. <laughs> we know yes. he's playing Balage. I think there's a pretty good chance he's playing Brian Hill because if he doesn't play Brian Hill, that is completely against his brand. He's probably going to play a third running back. I don't know. Do we have any indication what he's going to do? Here's the thing. He, I think he wants to jam in as many guys from the buy low model as possible. If we the head over here – the buy low model, Julio Jones, Odell Beckham, Evan Ingram. Here, you don't even have to subscribe to that other site that we won't name. Oh, you get man. it all for free. Pete, if he plays Evan Ingram, if he oh, plays no, no. Evan he... Ingram, we are set. I would bet you so much money that Caden Smith outperforms Evan Ingram this week, and he's like $3,000 less. That's right, Josh. I agree with Cardi. If you truly believe in this model, you will play Evan Ingram this week. You will play him, but he doesn't have stones to do it. I know he doesn't. Um. Okay, there's a lot of running backs that I've been looking at in this 49 to 5,400 range, okay? Starting with Brian Hill, you got Miles Sanders, you got Philip Lindsay, and you got James White. All of those guys are interesting to me. Where, how would you rank those that we just talked about? Because I think that's the salary range we're going to end up in. Yeah, I think they're all interesting. I think they're all playable. I wouldn't tell you any of them are wrong. Uh, we're kind of waiting on some injury news, honestly, for a lot of them. Like, is Jordan Howard going to play? If Jordan Howard doesn't play, then Miles Sanders, Sanders becomes a lot more interesting. Like, is Sanu and whoever else, Dorsett or whoever the other injured Patriots guy, are they out? Then White becomes more interesting. Um, you know, it, it kind of depends. Lindsay, I like. Like, I think Lindsay is really interesting. The only problem with Lindsay is that, you know, over the two weeks that Brandon Allen has been the quarterback, he just hasn't thrown the ball to running backs. You know, he's thrown the ball to running backs 14% of the time. That was what Royce Freeman and Lindsey were getting individually for most of the season. So, like, that's just a tough thing to kind of figure out what he's going to do. Um, but Lindsey, I think, is, is very – if he gets, you know, even 10% of the targets, I think he's a really good player. The thing that's honestly scary about Lindsay is for a good chunk of this season, it was just Lindsay and Freeman, direct 50-50 split. Last week, we Booker. saw Devonta Booker get two yep. targets, the same as Lindsay as Freeman. That scares me. Plus, they're going on the road. I know the Bills are a little bit of a run funnel, if you will, Derek. <laughs> uh, but no, the, the, the target stuff, the introduction of Booker scares me. The, the reason I like White is because I agree with you with Sanu being banged up. I like the total in this game. I would like access to a play in this New England-Dallas game, and not a lot are jumping out to me, but I like James White. Uh, yeah, I like White. There's someone at the door. Give me a sec. Um, <laughs> hey, I, um, I yeah, want to know think, who's in. I think White is interesting. Um, you know, He's a guy who generally is very involved in the pass game, doesn't get a lot of carries. He's more involved in the pass game when there aren't a thousand other targets to throw to, which could be the case this week. Yeah. 
Yeah, the I'm just trying to figure out in my head. Chat, let me know. Is James White an alpha play or a beta play? Okay, I, I'm having a hard time getting the read on this. But who's at the door, Cardi? Let us know who's at the door. There, there's a guy wondering if we ordered food. I did not order any food. Tell it, Derek, tell him you ordered a drink. Have them bring you a drink. I ordered a He's gone. He's totally gone. Can someone get this guy a drink? All right. Uh, so what if we, just as a, so White is obviously the most expensive. I'm just being honest. I've been leaning toward wanting to play James White in this range. I think he's borderline viable. I really do. It's going to depend on the situation. Like if Sanu plays, you can't really do it probably, but he's cheap enough where I think you can consider it, especially if the Patriots do have some guys out. They like to spread the ball around. If they don't have as many people to spread it to, then I think White is very much in play. Okay. Let's, um, I'm just going to put him in as a placeholder. We can come down and, um, mess with this here. Uh, I love that if anyone is accusing me of playing a cash game lineup, let's just look at the ownership percentages in my lineup right now. Patrick Laird, 1%, Russell Gage, 9%, Vance McDonald, 7%, James White, 5%. Nobody questioned my galaxy brain bona fides going in a head to head GPP lineup. I will not be stuck with a high owned play. I mean, you do have Michael Thomas and Kamara, right? Because I, I feel like we need to have them. We do. We have them. So, okay, good. So right now, this um, working um, rough draft of a lineup has a QB wide receiver and defense left remaining. I assume you are going to agree with me that we're going to punt defense in some form. Probably the smart thing to do. You know, you don't have to spend up on defense. If you want to spend up for the Saints, fine. Otherwise, if you want to punt, you know, with the Bengals or whoever, like that's also totally fine. I Bengals have been who uh, I've had penciled in all week. I would, you know, I'd be asleep and I'd wake up in a cold sweat and I'd have the Broncos at 2,400 and I'd run to my computer and I'd swap out Bengals and just, I'd sleep easier knowing I have that extra 300. I'm okay with it. If you have, if we have the money for the Broncos, great. If we have to go with the Bengals, I don't care. Defense is defense. Like, whatever. Okay. So this leaves us with 7150 remaining, which is basically going to get us any QB we want in any non Julio wide receiver we want, which we've already decided we can fade. And we can, we can re mess with this lineup once we get it in, but I want to get, I know Matt Ryan is popping in the blitz. Think about, I want you to talk it through from both uh, a projection standpoint and also a leveraging Julio standpoint. So Matt Ryan projects as both the top overall quarterback and the top point per dollar quarterback on the entire slate. So he's clearly the best play. If we're on team play the best plays, which I watched last week's show, I know you are sometimes on team play the best plays. Matt Ryan is play the best plays. He's the guy. Um, He's against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They got a, a huge pass funnel. He's at home. He's in the dome, which is something that I love. Um, obviously never Julio, but he's got Russell Gage to throw to. So what could go wrong? So I, I'm a big Matt Ryan. So uh, he is who I've been uh, penciling in to this lineup. Although I will say this lineup doesn't look exactly like the initial one I built, but I want to just see this through. Um, 76, again, leaves us exactly with any receiver we want. Also is going to allow us to upgrade at another spot. 
we in this lineup, I like being heavy on the Falcons. I like being heavy on the Saints. What are your thoughts on bring back options on the Buccaneers and the Panthers? Are those, do you not want to touch those or do you have a, a preferred play in that game? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously the, the bring back is, is probably Mike Evans if you have all the money in the world. But I really like DJ Moore this week. I think DJ Moore is super sneaky. Like he's been chalk for the last two weeks and no one's talking about him this week. And I kind of don't understand why. Like, yes, Kyle Allen was terrible last week, but he's going into a dome this week. He's very good. He gets a huge share of the targets. If you believe in like wide receiver cornerback matchups, like he gets the slot matchup against PJ Williams, which is the best matchup against the Saints. I think DJ Moore is is an awesome play this week. No one's talking about him. He's going to be too low owned. How that fits into head-to-head GPP strategy, I don't understand. Mike Evans <laughs> is probably the better play, but I do really like DJ Moore. Um, I'll tell you who's talking about him. Uh, someone on one of the biggest DFS platforms in the entire space on the Swolecast. One Mr. Peter Overzet, I believe his analysis yesterday was DJ Moore's targets look like a cell phone bar going up. Nine. 10, 11, 15. You do not have to sell me on DJ Moore, okay? I like DJ Moore. That said, um, if we do that, and I like that idea because if we're Saints heavy, we need the Panthers to score some points, right? Right. Do we, in this scenario, upgrade from Matt Ryan? Well, actually not upgrade, but downgrade. Do we go to Drew Brees? I mean, I guess you can. You but don't then like you're it. going like full full on Saints Saint stack. And I, I do think Ryan's the better play in a vacuum. I don't hate Breeze. Obviously, I like Thomas. I like Kamara. Um, I don't know. Uh, question from the chat. Trey Matson says, what kind of wine? Uh, I said at the top of the show, it's Josh Wine. Um, like the name, it is True Swill. And I'm just uh, throwing it down to drink his milkshake this week. So now, Cardi, this lineup we have right now, I don't know. Can you see it? Uh, I cannot because of my internet issues. I haven't pulled it up. So right now I'll read it to you and then I'll tell you how much salary we have left on the table. Matt Ryan, Patrick Laird, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Russell Gage, DJ Moore, Vance McDonald, James White, Bengals D, 1,200 remaining. 1,200 gets us a really unique differentiated lineup in this head-to-head GPP. What do you think? 1,200 is what I have to work with. What are we going to do with this? Do I swear to God, if you try to get me to upgrade, yeah, you can't even upgrade Patrick Laird to anything. Don't even try. I don't. I, I just feel I so mean, gross. That, I took him first, out. That's the very first thing I'm looking at. What can we get from Patrick? Can we get to no, Brian Hill from you Patrick can't, Laird? You can't. You can't even tempt me. You're 300 short. You can't. Oh, my God. Can we get to Kalen Balazs from Patrick Laird? I swear to God, Cardi. <laughs> I will. Devin? If he utters the words, Kalen Bolage again, you boot him off of this show and I will do the rest of it solo. Do not utter his name, Cardi. Oh my God. Um, But we we do need, what about, so if we have Matt Ryan, I would, I'd really like to get up to Calvin Ridley. Can we get there from either of our guys? I mean, honestly, I think DJ Moore's a straight up better play than Calvin Ridley. I, I agree. I'm not coming off DJ Moore. Um, the question is, is like, where do we, I mean, we're short of getting up to Kamara. Do you like, or uh, to McCaffrey? This, see, this lineup puts us in a weird spot, Cardi. You've put me in a weird spot. 
Okay. It I like it feels like a weird spot. I don't know where to spend this money. There's nothing that comes to me that's like, oh yeah, that's what we should do. Yeah. Um you okay, you can't Okay, hang on. I'll just tell you an OBJ, idea. Right? Why is he playing OBJ? Talk to me about this. I'll tell you why. Because he's in the buy low model. That's all this guy knows. He literally knows nothing but what the buy low model says. That's Are we all sure he knows. that the buy low model isn't actually factoring in defense? Because the Browns this week are, are facing the Miami Dolphins, and I'm pretty sure that this is a great quote-unquote matchup for, for OBJ. Dude, that is why this whole thing is such bullshit. I catch the buy low guy on the week that Odell plays the Dolphins, the nut matchup, in the week Julio plays the Bucks. Literally the most pristine matchup, and that's the week I face the buy low guy? Are you fucking kidding me? Right. Like, if he wins, you have an out. Like, he wins because these are great matchups. It's not because of the buy low. It's because of the funnel defense. It's because of the matchup. OBJ is not good. For, for what it's worth, I'm going to tell people right now, don't play OBJ. Don't play him in cash. Don't play him in GP. Don't play OBJ. He's the most overrated wide receiver in football. I don't think OBJ is good. He's been getting a little bit of extra volume lately because Antonio Callaway got released. What if we play Antonio Callaway, ultimate contrarian play? What do you think? Okay, Cardi, are you trying? Okay, let's just see what – Cardi, who are we playing him over? First of all, tell me who we're playing him over in this lineup. That's a good question. Uh, Patrick Laird. <laughs> Cardi. In the flex. No. no. Patrick, literally, I emailed my DraftKings representative, and I said, do not allow – me to open up a lineup page without Patrick Laird lock buttoned in. You cannot talk me off of this. You cannot. We not have... even for Antonio Callaway. No, no. All right. This, but this is an issue. This I Cardi. I like this lineup conceptually, but we cannot leave twelve hundred dollars on the table, and I don't know where to upgrade. But isn't leaving twelve hundred dollars on the table the ultimate? alpha contrarian move it is but do you know what's also the alpha contrarian move winning for the first time (laughs) in my life (laughs) um what about what about defense can we upgrade defense dude actually what's the best way to prove to herbsmeyer that defense does matter by spending up on defense clearly so you did i hear you mention you like the saints d um i do like the saints d quite a bit isn't that negatively correlated with Kamara and Thomas? I don't care about correlation. That's that's nonsense. This just guy, play, what do you care game. about, Cardi? Um, oh yeah. In the in the chat, we got the check one eight two. I got yeah. a I got a note. He was a guy I was drinking with before this, so anything I say is hundred percent on him. He's the guy who won the Millie Maker with Teddy Bridgewater week five. Um, he's great, he's so much fun. Um hundred percent his fault. Okay, the the check, if you – check, you're the perfect guy to ask because you've won the Millie Maker, head-to-head GPP, very similar thought process to construction. Drop in the uh, chat what you, uh, what you think as far as how I should approach this. Um, I'll be honest. Can I, can I tell you what my initial lineup was before we started yeah, messing around? Yeah, tell me. I'm going to read it off to you. This was the lineup I had in. Um, okay. I had, no, I don't want to read this. I don't want to read it. No, read it to me. I need, I need to know so that I can help you. Like we need to discuss what this is so we can move forward 
and and reach our common goal. I can't. So basically, the domino effect is I didn't have Michael Thomas in. I had Julio Jones as a block, and oh, then we had Mike Evans in. That's move. And we hang on. Can we actually, Cardi? Can we talk about something? Okay, There's one thing we that. haven't that we started with that we can circle back to. Can we see what 2200 does to this lineup if we go down from Vance McDonald to one Mr. Caden Smith? I will entertain the notion for the sake of the show. Let's see what it gets us because that probably does make a, a big difference. Yes. Do you know uh, when I'm on DraftKings and uh, you know how they show what the, uh, the op- opposition rank is against opponents? I know you believe in this stuff. Oh, yeah, 100%. Caden Smith, the, the Chicago Bears, 29th against the tight end. Does that make it move for you, Cardi? Oh, it, it makes it, it – it does not make it move. Yeah. It makes, me, it makes Shot- me wonder why people are even considering this guy. But, okay, well, let's think – let's for a second. We'll be like, okay, we're playing Caden Smith. So what does it get us? Okay, 2,200. Other than, other than Patrick Laird, do not say it, who – out of this lineup so far, would you most like to upgrade? Probably Russell Gage, right? I'm I'm really on Russell Gage. Like I am 100 percent locked into Russell Gage in cash games this week. So Russell Gage is your Patrick, Patrick Laird, but but I do think he's one of the best values on the slate. Let's see what happens if we go up from James White. 7500 gets you to Zeke, Josh Jacobs, or Mike Evans, dude. What if we get Mike Evans? What if we roll four wide receivers against Hermsmeyer, dude? Play Mike Evans. That's dude, the move. Dude, four wide receivers with Mike Evans. I feel like this might be slightly trending into galaxy brain territory, but. <laughs> hey, God, do you know but... what I'm going to do? I'm going to do that Jack Nicholson gif. Watch this. <laughs> yes. You know yes. what? I can, get, I can get behind this, I think. I can get behind this. Dude, can I be honest, dude? I, I love this lineup. I love it. I mean, here's the thing, though. He's playing Odell, so it's a lock to win anyway. Um, so we're good. We're good. Um, if I have 2,100, 2,300, I assume you still like Bengals over Cowboys, Bucks, Panthers defense? Uh, I'd have to pull up the blitz and see. I don't know. I just okay. know the Bengals are like the cheapest D that I would kind of go to and feel hey. okay with. Hey, bro, I got you, dude. I'll pull up the blitz. No problem, dude. It's actually my homepage. Just pull up my homepage, dude. Let's check out the blitz here. What do you want me to sort by? DK ceiling, DK floor, fantasy I mean, points? Sort, sort by median, I guess, if, if we're just trying to pick the best defense with the money we have. I don't know who you're talking to, dude, but what does median mean? Stand, standard standard mean. St- standard mean projection. You mean fantasy the points? Normal projections. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. You have... Hmm. We have to scroll way down. Yeah, they're, they're not they're not great, the Bengals, but, but... Dude, so yeah, no, they but you still have them as the best uh play uh above the other twenty three hundred. Okay. All right, so, good then. So in and I'm just checking, you like Mike Evans more than Godwin. Uh I mean, you never really know, but I do. Like, he gets more volume, and that's the main thing. He's also – I think Godwin's actually probably the slightly better receiver on a per-target basis, but Godwin has kind of established himself, you know, in terms of usage. I think well, he's probably the guy. Well, here's a 2v2, Cardi, because this is a 2v2. What do you like better, Mike Evans in Bengals or Chris Godwin in Broncos D? Because I can get there. 
I'll, I'll take Evan and, and the cheaper D. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll sacrifice the defense to get the better offensive player. Okay. Let me read this lineup to you because I know you don't have it. And again, without uttering the words Patrick Laird or the name that shall not be named, I want you to give your analysis. Matt Ryan, okay. Patrick Laird, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Russell Gage, DJ Moore, Caden Smith, Mike Evans, Bengals D. With the couple of exceptions in that lineup that I have maybe some reservations with, I think it sounds like a really good lineup. I really do. So, again, we're not talking about the one issue, but Caden makes you squirmish? A little bit, just because, like, he's very uncertain. Like, we don't know what kind of volume he's going to get, especially if Shepard's going to play. Like, are they just going to, you know, pepper Shepard and Tate and Saquon with the targets? Is Caden going to wind up getting, you know, 10, 15% of the targets. Like we really don't know. And, and that makes me a little squeamish, but he's cheap enough. Um, I mean, the matchup's not good. What if I read you, um, some of his Wikipedia page, would that maybe make you feel more comfortable if you got to know him a little bit? I mean, uh, that, that's definitely a way to, to eliminate biases. So by, by creating bigger biases, by learning about things more on a personal level, but sure. Yeah. Let's, let's learn about them. I think that uh, this might be the most bare bones Wikipedia I've ever seen for a national football league player. He redshirted his first year at Stanford. He had 23 receptions for 414 yards and five touchdowns in 2017. In 2018, he was a finalist for the John Mackey award. Yet we have no stats for his 2018 season. And in 2019, pretty good. they were probably pretty good. He and he uh, forego his senior season and declared for the draft. I like that. He uh, shows he was kind That's of an a, alpha move. That's an alpha move. Yep. Drafted sixth round, 176th overall, waived by the 49ers. And then the New York Giants found a diamond in the rough and they plucked him. And they inserted him fourth on their depth chart and decided after everyone else gets hurt, we're going to play this guy and we will or will not pepper him with targets. I like it. That's just perfect logic to me. Um, the only other thing I like to do for my research is just check out his Instagram. So just one sec. Um, okay. Does he have a hot girlfriend? Does he that, have a high confidence level? I understand how this works. I come from the baseball world. Does he have the good face? Okay. Like, I understand these things. I wish you could see this right now, dude. This is him wearing cowboy boots and a cowboy hat. Um, this guy looks like, dude, here's him holding a giant fish. Okay, here's the girlfriend, dude. I think she's pretty attractive. This is him. He's in uh, Cinque Terre, maybe, the uh, the Amalfi Coast. Um, this checks out, dude. You said pretty attractive. Like, I don't know what that – that's kind of just, like, right in that borderline area for me. Well, no, no, no. She has, like, giant sunglasses on, and you know how it's kind of hard to tell when girls have really big sunglasses on? Yeah, but does it – yeah, okay. But, look, he looks like he's well-traveled, like he's, he's a lot of fun. Um I mean, that's so, the kind of person I like to hang out with, so why not put him on our fantasy team? Yeah. Um, all right, Cardi. Is there anything – look, so as as you guys know, Josh and I are posting our lineups in an hour and ten minutes. I have drank uh, a half a bottle of Josh wine. I'm – okay, knowing me, Cardi, knowing me, you know two things. You know that I'm tipsy, and you know that I'm not removing Patrick Laird. Do you that, recommend that, that one is the problem for me, but continue. Do you, but you have to factor in those two things. You got to play your opponent, not your hand. Cardi True. do. Should I just submit and forget it? Or should I tinker? Did you tinker for the next hour and 20 minutes? 
No, no. I feel like we're on a pretty good lineup here. It's not the lineup I would end on because of Patrick Laird and maybe Caden Smith, although the hot girlfriend and the the fun. I mean, I like Honky Tonk. Okay. Still, if he's wearing cowboy boots, he probably sounds like fun. So maybe I can get behind him. Why don't we look up Patrick Laird's Instagram to get me on board with it? No, no, no. I, I do just want – I'm not changing it, but I do want to know – what, uh, I mean, I, I guess you're just going to rattle off the blitz optimal, but say you came off a of Laird and Caden Smith, say you go up to Vance McDonald, theoretically, hypothetically, if you were in a head to head GPP challenge, what would your lineup look like this week? I mean, I don't know what I'm playing catch this week. Like I have been in Miami. I haven't looked at the slate as closely as I normally do at this point. We are waiting on injury news. Like is Jordan Howard going to play? That's going to impact whether we play Miles Sanders, that sort of thing. I mean, ideally, you probably get up from Laird to a guy like Lindsey, um, Brian Hill, Miles Sanders, someone like that. But if you really love Patrick Laird, as you clearly do, then, I mean, this is probably the best lineup that we could do under the conditions of must-play Patrick Laird. <laughs> I mean, it is. Hang on, real quick. Hermsmeyer, are you still in the chat? Because I'm willing to post now. I'm willing to... Um, move up our deadline to post uh, live right now so I don't tinker this, okay? If Hermsmeyer, I, I know you're in the chat. I know you're lurking. I know I put you in a body bag. You curled up into a fetal position. I've owned He's you so hard. He's not going to respond. He wants to know exactly what you're doing. He's going to take the next hour and figure out exactly how to like – here, can I? This is what Josh Hermsmeyer is doing right now. He's in the the site that shall not be named Slack Chat, and he's going. Adam Levitan, Andrew Wiggins, tell me, tell me what, <laughs> Peter, tell me which cash games to play. This is my first time playing DFS. Help me, help me beat him. Give me your cash game lineup. That's Hermsmeyer right now. That's Hermsmeyer. I mean, he's clearly not here. So okay, no, he is. Say? He just said it. He said, let's post the lineup you guys see right now is official. Hermsmeyer, get on the tweet machine. Get on the tweet machine and post it so the rest of the, the last 10 minutes of this show, we can break down the two lineups. Maybe Cardi can give us uh, uh, a line. We need to let the people know what's going on. Post it, Hermsmeyer. I'm submitting it right now. Updated entry. Boom. Oh, Cardi? Wow. This is happening. This oh, it happened. Happening. It happened. Um, okay, let me check in on the chat here while Hermsmeyer posts his lineup. I know he has to like go through 19 channels. To uh to see here, um all right, that is I feel good, Cardi. I feel real good. I accidentally just googled or twittered Frisco, and there's a dude like Harry Butt. I meant to Google Frisco Josh, and that was just a terrible mistake. That's right. Yeah. Oh, hang on. What did what did you Google? Sorry. Just Frisco. Just a hundred percent Frisco. Yeah. This is, you know, I said this in my in my video, but. Hermsmeyer, he couldn't hack it in the wine industry. I'm starting to think he can't hack it in the uh, in the uh, DFS one either. All right, I'm going to Twitter. I gotta. I'm gonna X out my thing. Oh, Hermsmeyer just sent it to me. Here we go. Here right, we. Yeah. Oh my God. Here we go. Let's go to the DMs. Look at this. 
Look at this. Oh, it, okay. He even wrote a novel, a little thesis. All right, here we go, folks. He's got Matt Ryan, Alvin Kamara, Derek Henry, Julio Jones, AJ Brown, Chris Conley, Mike Gusecki, Kalen Balaj, Bills. Book it. I'm going to do a victory lap real quick. One sec. Do it real quick. Yep, I'll wait. This is, this is happening. I feel like this should be a justified victory lap. I do one myself, but uh, I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm the manager. I'm the, I'm the Miss Elizabeth to the macho man going on right now. So, uh, so yeah, go ahead. I'm watching this. Hey, Cardi, can you hear me? I can hear you. How'd the victory lap go? Well, it, it started with me detaching my microphone, so I have to do it right now. One sec. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh my god josh or or pete i got good news for you what the bankroll challenge is surviving into week 13 we survived we survived oh my god i feel bad though because this is like josh took a dive cardi he took a dive he did he's like you know what there's no Evan Ingram. I mean, come I mean, on. Clearly, like he just chickened out is, is what I'm getting from this lineup. He chickened out. He wouldn't play Evan Ingram. Um, All right. You know, he just kind of laid down for you. All right. I'm going to read, Cardi, because you can't see. He left um, his analysis in here. I'm going to read it to you, okay? Okay. What do we got? All right. Hang on. One sec. Hang on. This lineup reflects all that is good and true in head-to-head GPP construction. It starts with hashtag forever Julio, stacked with Matt Ryan in the classic QB wide receiver one correlation play. Julio is on the air yards by low for the first time this year after being tackled at the goal line in week 11. While I expect him to be at least 50% owned in this tournament, I don't care at all about the defensive matchup or some narrative nonsense about a pass funnel. The numbers say it's time for a TD no matter who he's up against. At RB, I simply slammed in two of the top three backs as ranked by the site that shall not be named, Pat Thorman. Easy. This is possible because of a trio of other buy-low bottle picks made with great power and upside. That A.J. Brown and Chris Conley form a nice game stack with Henry is a synergistic bonus. I can't even say this. This analysis is so shit. Dolphins tight end Gusecki is also on the buy low. Narrator, surprise, surprise. While <laughs> not my first choice, he's cheap and underperforming his volume, so we roll. Finally, I'm doubling down on the Miami game by flexing Bellage. This is a game theory move. I'm looking to gain leverage on the field because ownership projections suggest the public will be overweight on Patrick Laird. With 3,600 left, I picked a defense at random, <laughs> leaving $200 on the table to differentiate my lineup, a crucial and often overlooked part of a head-to-head GPP. Touche, Josh Herbsmeyer. You put so much thought into that. Good work. That is amazing. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I love the comment in the chat. Is it possible for both of them to lose? No, we are all <laughs> winners here. Um, Derek, are there any final thoughts? I mean, do you feel better about my lineup after seeing Josh's? I kind of do. Like the the AJ Brown play is the one that really like playing him and Derrick Henry. That that's the one that I'm just like, how do we exactly end up on on both? Um, you know, AJ Brown got some targets last week, but he's like a 15% target guy for the year over the last three weeks. I kind of don't understand the play for him um, and and the Derrick Henry play in conjunction, um, especially on DraftKings. Like Derrick Henry d- doesn't really get targets. Um, I don't know. I, I feel pretty confident for you. I think there's a decent chance. Like the Patrick Laird thing could be shooting yourself in the foot, but, <laughs> but Derek, if, if I was there, Laird I'd, I'd softly pass scores a touchdown. You're, you're golden. 
the only thing that I kind of wish is I wish I would have gone with Lindsay. If I knew he was going to play Bills D, I get Lindsay dancing in the end zone, dropping those Bills points. But look, dude, I feel good about this. Josh, I mean, what do you, what do you think about the Chris Conley play? To me, that's the most off the board. It's off the board. I don't hate it. Like, I think, uh, I think some of the, the Jags plays this week are, are potentially a little overlooked. I thought that was the case last week. I'd rather play Shark or Didi. Um, but I don't hate Conley. Like he's cheap enough. He's okay. Yeah. Well, uh, we are going to, I'll get these posted. We'll get some lines going. Um, Cardi, I want to thank you for your time. I know you're, you know, busy signing, uh, pocket, you know, squares and, uh, calculators and, and all that good stuff down there. But I really appreciate you for coming on and uh, helping me ship this thing. Yeah, absolutely. You got to take time out from signing pocket squares and calculators and human breasts, uh, male or female from, uh, you know, you got to take some time out to, to help out. So I hope you win it this week. I've been following you all year. I think you are fantastic. Like, I think you're one of my favorite follows, honestly, like you are, you're amazing. And so for anyone who's watching this, who doesn't already follow Pete, which is like zero people, you should follow Pete. Um, he's great. Um, hey, I'm just going to sit back. If you want to just keep talking about how great I am, I'm just going to finish this one. Go ahead. Yeah, no, Pete, Pete is highly entertaining. Um, I, I, <laughs> I really like Pete. Um, follow him. He's awesome. And he's going to win this week. So, uh, I mean, and, how do you not follow a winner? I appreciate And look, I want to give you one chance now that we're deep into the show. I mean, you and Herms Meyer, you guys probably on a, on a macro level think very similarly about football feel free to toss him under the bus. I mean, I called him Josh Germsmeyer earlier. Is there anything you would, you want to laugh at him about defenses not mattering? You want to call him a fraud? Now's the chance. I mean, I, normally I would, but here's the thing. He's playing Julio against the Bucks and OBJ against the Dolphins. So clearly he's not sticking by his brand. Clearly defense does matter. And it, the proof is in the pudding. He's putting his money where his mouth is. Or where well, his that's, mouth is. He, I, he, I don't know. He didn't end up playing Odell, which actually shocked oh, me. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, that's shocking. Who did he it, play at wide receiver? He played A.J. Brown and Conley, and then Kamara, Henry, and Balage. He's rolling out two Dolphins, dude. This, you know, like normally on Sundays, you get your games up, you get the Saints game up, you get the uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks Atlanta. No, we're going full screen, Dolphins-Brown. It's Patrick Ballard. I can't even talk, dude. We got to end this show. All right. Thank you guys to the it's chat. It's all the Josh wine. It's, it's all the Josh wine, okay? I drink his milkshake. Thank you to Derek Carty. Subscribe to The Blitz. Check out his show, his projections. It is the cornerstone to my process. It's the cornerstone to me. Please don't say that. Please please don't say that. <laughs> it's the cornerstone to me beating Josh Herbsmeyer this week. We will be back. Next week, we'll have to figure out what our Thanksgiving schedule is, but it'll be good. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm about to win.